0: Gracious God, you have given us a year of good opportunities, and some of us are reflecting on them and realizing that we did some good things with them. Some of us are not quite as sure. And so we pray that in light of today's good opportunity, with your help by the power of your Holy Spirit, we will do something good with it. In your name we pray, amen. So what is it gonna be this year? Lose weight, save some money, get some more sleep, be a little bit kinder, write real thank you notes, finally make the trip. We don't wanna be cynical about New Year's resolutions, but let's just be honest. The vast majority of us go into them knowing that they come and go with each passing year. So if it doesn't work out this year, no worries. We'll just give it a try again next year. New Year's resolutions, understandably so, they are future-based. So in the future, I am going to be going to the gym 23 hours a day, eight days a week. And in the future, I will read those 16 books that have been sitting by my bedside table since 2002. And in the future, I will only eat lettuce, romaine or iceberg, not sure which one's recalled this week. <laughs> but part of, part of our focus on the future is to help ourselves let go of the past, And this is that time of the year when you hear those inspirational quotes, don't let your past steal your future. The past may have been painful, but it's behind you now. Don't look back. That's not the direction that you're going in. But somewhere, somewhere in between the past and the future is this thing called the present. And perhaps one of the reasons why so many of us fail in our resolutions is that we look at the future, we look at the past, but we're unwilling to examine who we are in this present moment right now. So it's like a 50-year-old claiming to be this wild party animal because there was this one time back in their 20s when they went to a fraternity party and they stayed up all night. At 50 years old, that is... Ancient history and there's a good strong chance that you haven't pulled an all-nighter like that since that one time back in your 20s so that's not a realistic assessment of who you are right now no when you are 50 or or whatever age you find yourself today that's who you want to be well acquainted with as you get ready to make your New Year's resolutions and what you might discover as you examine who you are right now is, is that perhaps there's some things in your life that, that you need to be honest about, that, that you need to fess up to. One component of resolutions that, that we gloss over is confession. Confession is, is the naming of what it is that we call sin. And, and we flinch at the word sin because it's a dirty ugly word and if we have sin then that means that we're sinners and generally we want to think of ourselves as good people so the idea of acquainting ourselves with being a sinner doesn't mesh well for us with being good people but first john chapter 1 verse 8 addresses this pretty clearly in a very straightforward way if we say that we have no sin we, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. That's pretty straightforward, right? But yet, for us, it's not always that easy. It's kind of like when you walk into your house, and you have a puppy who has destroyed the sofa cushions, and you ridiculously look at the dog, who is surrounded by the sofa stuffing, and you say to them, and you've probably done this, did you do that? And most dogs, what's their response? This is where we get those puppy dog eyes, right? They look at you and they pretend like it never happened, even though all the evidence is right there beyond a shadow of a doubt. People do this too. You've probably done this. And if you're someone who makes New Year's resolutions, then there's a really solid chance that on some level, you know, you know that you are carrying sin in your life. For the record, all of us, every one of us have sin in our life and it exists whether or not you choose to confess it. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to this. If you don't confess and address the sin in your life, you will not be prepared to execute your New Year's resolutions to their fullest extent. Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen reads, no one who conceals transgressions will prosper, but one who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. So according to Proverbs, we have two options when it comes to the sin in our lives, and I want us to look at both options so we, we know we can make an educated choice about what we're going to do. No one who conceals their transgressions will prosper. Now, This doesn't mean that some people will prosper, that a select few will be able to get away with it, with their sin for the long haul. It means that even if you are the only person on earth who knows your sin, the fact that you have chosen to conceal it is gonna hold you back from living your life to its fullest potential. I'm sure you've heard stories or even experience this firsthand? Of a big brother, big sister, accidentally cutting off younger siblings' hair. Does that ever happen? I, it happened when I was a kid. And the crazy thing about it is when kids do this, they, they know it's wrong. They, they know this. And so what do they do with that hair? Under the pillows, under the carpet, at some point, some point it's, it's gonna be found out. And even if it's not found out by mom and dad right away, sibling has not forgotten this and it's going to come back and hit you at family Christmas dinner 20 some years down the road. <laughs> if you've got something in your life that you constantly worry is one day going to magically become a discussion item at a large gathering, then there's a good chance that it's something that you know is wrong in your life. And having to live with the annoyance or maybe even fear of it coming up at some point in your future is not the way to live. Far too often we don't confess our sins because one, we fear the punishment, or two, we fear that if we confess it, if we name it, if we say it out loud, then we're going to have to do something about it. And we're going to have to change something about the way that, that we've been. And we don't want to do that. Kids tend to operate out of that place of fear of punishment. Most adults operate from that place of not wanting to actually have to change what it is that they're doing wrong. So kids hide the hair or the mess. Adults Hide the alcohol or the affair or the money because it hasn't impacted their life enough to make them so uncomfortable that they want to change. If your resolution is to drink less in the new year, but you're unwilling to confess excessive drinking, then you can hide the bottle of scotch anywhere you want, but it's just not going to do it for you. On the other hand, Proverbs says one who confesses and forsakes them, their sins, will obtain mercy. This is a two-part approach to dealing with sin. Confessing it and turning away from it. To repent is, is to turn away. Confession may be good for the soul, getting it out there in the open and and by the way when i say this i'm not saying that next sunday we're all going to take turns coming up here and everybody's going to collectively confess their sins right but but to confess it before the lord that's that's what we're talking about so if if then we confess our sins we also want to turn away to change our sinful behavior. So take pornography, for example. If John confesses that he's really addicted to pornography and he stands up and he says it in front of 100 people, but then he turns around, goes right back to his house, turns on his computer and gets right back at it, I suppose that John could say, well, everybody knows this about me anyway, so what's the big deal? Just announcing your sin doesn't mean that you're addressing it or that you're ready to turn away from it. So scripture tells us that we have to forsake our sin, to turn away, and we will, we will, not we might or maybe, but we will obtain mercy. So here again, when it comes to our New Year's resolutions, we're talking about two levels of mercy, The first level is the mercy that comes when we confess. It doesn't mean that there's not consequences for our sin, but it does mean that we have gotten it out there and we are now in a place where we can move on and turn away from our sin. You might get grounded for cutting your sister's hair, but you also don't have to hide from your sin anymore. It gets taken off of you. The second level of mercy deals with how we address our sin. And I think one of the best ways to describe this is from the perspective of those of us who make our New Year's resolutions around our health. So let's say that your New Year's resolution is to work out five days a week because you have let your health go. And, and you start out really strong. Isn't that how all resolutions work, right? We go from zero to 60, from December 31st to January 1st. And so you, you go out there, and, and you are so strong, in fact, that you go out for seven days, not just five. You did all seven, and you're putting in two hours a day, and, and it's awesome. And then on the eighth day, you pull a hamstring, and you're down for the count. Well, That blows the New Year's resolution, right? That's the point where most of us are like, well, we'll get it in 2020. (laughs) But go back to what you were trying to turn away from in the first place. God has given you this one body and entrusted you to take care of it. And it sounds like you weren't doing such a great job with that. But before you decide to go ahead and move into the gym, did you confess why it is that you made this resolution? Did, did you admit, even, even if it's just to yourself and to God, that thus far you have treated your body a whole lot more like a seedy dive than an actual temple? Just like when we confess our sins, we're not done with the work of repentance. We have to understand that repentance takes time, and it's not a quick and easy fix. It's a gradual process of refinement. If you steal from somebody, even if you make full restitution, it's going to take you some time to reconcile that relationship. It's going to take some time for you to rebuild your reputation. So we have to understand that repentance has to come with mercy Because we're not perfect people, and we don't deal with perfect people. And far too often, our New Year's resolutions, we go into them deceptively believing that this is the year that we're going to reach perfection. And then we fail again. God's great mercy to us is born in Jesus Christ. In Jesus, we get to begin again. He came into the world and after showing us the ways of God, died to pay the price for all of our sins. So I want you to understand that confession and repentance are not about you having to repay for your sins. That's already been paid, it's been paid in full. We are forgiven. And that means big things for us when we look at those New Year's resolutions. We don't have to prove perfection. We already have a God that knows that we're imperfect and yet loves us enough to send his own son into the world to die for us because God truly wants the very best, the absolute very best for us. And so he gives us the mercy and the grace to try and try and try and try again. And while you may be surprised at the pulled hamstring, the deviation from the diet, the overspending, the undersleeping, God remains with us and allows us to get back up and try it again tomorrow. We do not have to wait an entire year to address our sin. It is a process and once we confess our sin, we begin that process of repentance. The mercy that comes with confession and repentance needs to be just as real, coming from ourselves to ourselves and to others around us as the mercy that comes from God. The objective can't be to get it perfect. Because if we get it perfect, there's no need for grace or mercy. And if there's no need for grace or mercy, there's no need for Jesus Christ. So it's not that we're gonna get it perfect, but the goal very much can be that we're gonna get it better, that we're gonna refine, that we're gonna keep working towards a greater faithfulness. It is unrealistic to say, My New Year's resolution is that I am never going to have a slice of cake again and then turn around and berate yourself on your birthday. (laughs) That's not what God created you for. But it is possible to say, you know, I'm not going to have cake every day, all the time. We are being dishonest with ourselves if if we declare that, that we are free from sin or even that we're gonna be entirely free from sin on this side of glory. But it is a reasonable expectation to improve upon our ways of following Christ that lead us away from sin, the sin that that as humans we're really capable of. If God, who is perfect, who is perfect can show us mercy, when we are at our absolute worst, then we need to be prepared to show ourselves and others that same mercy in their darkest hours. We, we like to use the expression a lot that Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, neither is the body and lifestyle which you are currently living wherever that may be. And there are gonna be fits and starts all along the way. That's part of the nature of sin. If sin was easy, when we decided to turn away from it, sin would be just like, okay, well, I lose. But that's not what sin is. Sin keeps trying to pull us back into itself. We're not gonna fully eradicate it in this earthly life. But when we confess, when we repent, we get to experience that mercy and that grace. Mercy and grace makes our lives fulfilling, worthwhile, and hopeful. And that, that's really what all of us want in the new year. Will you pray with me? Lord God, we, we confess that we don't like confession. We don't want to admit to those places where we've gone wrong We don't want to talk about the things that we said that we shouldn't have said and the things that we didn't say that should have been said loud and clear. We like to think of ourselves as good people. The problem is that sometimes we merge that with being perfect people. And so we give up on ourselves really fast at the start of New Year's. You don't give up on us. Instead, every day you wake up and you tell us, go out, try it again. I love you, and I am with you. In your name we pray. Amen.